Blog Talk Radio. to the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larison-Dans, and today is February 17th, 2024. And this show broadcasts live on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Visit FrontierBeyondFear.com for information about the show. Thank you for being here today. I'm coming into this show immediately after watching a movie that I started watching, and I I know many of you have seen this before, and I've seen it too. Um, it just happened to be free this week as a, um, a love story because it was Valentine's Day week, and I finally got around to watching it again, and that is La La Land, although this particular show was not intended to be about La La Land specifically, but I think it will very much figure into what I have to say. Today I'm going to talk about unfinished projects. I very intentionally did not put the word procrastination into the tags because when you come into a Space of peace and balance with how your life is unfolding, you come to realize that although there are times you certainly feel the impetus to do something, to work on a project, perhaps a new project and not an unfinished project, or it could be an existing project, whatever it may be, How we approach this is by coming to peace with the way our lives have unfolded and gaining a deeper, reflective understanding of why things are as they are, whether in the current moment and what can often happen when we have a project that Um, is hovering out there. Maybe you have, like I do, notes. Um, I have actual notes, not electronic reminders, although, of course, I use uh, my computer too, but I have actual notes that remind me of things that I would like to be working on. Some things are um, non-negotiable that I actually need to work on, but a lot of times these unfinished projects, depending on the situation, hover out there, maybe for years. When that happens, there is always a reason. And that's the reassurance that I want to give you today. Those of you, and I'm sure many, many of us, if not all of us in the creative or spiritual community, have some project And it may very well be a passion, something you're not willing to give up on, something that still is meaningful to you, even if it shifts. That's another thing about an unfinished project, is that as we shift over time, as the world around us shifts and influences us, the project may shift. Sometimes it is very true, a project isn't meant to get done. And you'll know it when that happens. If you don't feel some degree of passion around a project that perhaps you've been holding on to um, and you've given it enough time to determine this, then let it go. It's okay to let it go. But far too often, we 
still have that spark for whatever the project may be. What you're doing in the interim, this is very important, is not a distraction. It may seem like it is, but I want you to really think about what it is that you have been called to spend your time on, including filling the empty spaces with quiet. We do not need to work every second of the day. That will wear us out um, such that we won't be we won't be able to effectively engage with anything. And, boy, I've known what that's like. I mean, yes, we can have those very active times. We can. I mean, I've done it. I've done it in in work settings and in volunteer settings. And I know what that's like. Um, but ideally, if we're seeking balance in our life, we do need those times of quiet. And we need to consciously create them, no matter how active our life is, and that can be challenging. That's a whole other topic. Last week, I was looking for something, and I was sorting through things, um, and I happened to come across, once again, this thing resurfaces every once in a while, a plaque that a, a dear friend in, in high school, in fact, I would say my best friend in high school, um, gave to me many, many, many years ago. And it was given to me in a different context because in those days I used to really stress about how things were going, much more than I do today, although I all, we all have our stresses. But the interesting thing is back then things were going spectacularly well in terms of my my academic pursuits and things, my dreams and things coming true for me. Um, so many things were were going well in those days, and yet I always stressed about, you know, oh, you know, I I didn't do well on that test, and then I'd get an A, or whatever. I was always stressed about things that I didn't need to be stressed about, which is a whole other topic, too, and how I've shifted out of that, and what's interesting, as life unfolded, you know, there are always things in life where I had a more challenging life so far than I would have expected at that age. Um, and how I learned to deal with that is a part of my journey and how I was able to find, even though none of us perfectly faces challenge, we are going to feel stress, we are going to feel fear at times. When I compare my current self to who I was back then, I have found a much greater sense of peace. I have inner resources that um, are actually outer resources, resources that are all around us and within us, those divine resources that are always there for us that have helped me to find a greater sense of calm and peace, even as I, like everybody else, navigates through life imperfectly. The race is, there is no real race here, but for me, it's comparing to who I was um, and how I think sometimes, wow, I never could have dealt with this, 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 and this if I had been in that mindset then, or maybe I could have, maybe I would have grown through the challenges. I can't say. But this plaque that my friend gave me, I have had with me for so long, and I decided to get it out. It got it got scratched at some point. Um, fact, I'm looking at it. Um, it's it's rather faded. I see a little stain on it. I mean, the thing has gone through a lot of life over the years and is still with me. And it is a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And a fun synchronicity is I always like to, to say, and this isn't the first time I've quoted Ralph Waldo Emerson by a long shot, I always like to say when authors I quote lived, and when I picked up the book that I know has some of his writings that I have on my bookshelf, I turned right to the page. No bookmark there. The bookmark that I was aiming for, was aware of, was later, um, which said on the top, Transcendental Idealism. Um, so I knew that I was near the right section, but I turned right to the page, which started with, 
Transcendental Idealism, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who lived 1803 to 1882. So that's a little wink. Maybe we're meant to read something else from him today. I do not know. But what this plaque says is, finish each day and be done with it, dot, dot, dot. So it may be skipping something from the actual excerpt. I haven't even had a chance. This happened so fast before the show. I came in so fast today. Um, I don't know the full quote, um, but I'm telling you what this plaque says, and hopefully it is um, because things people can record things imperfectly. Hopefully it's correct. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities no doubt crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You shall begin it well and serenely. I used to have this plaque near me for many, many years, and now I've put it out again, um, despite it having been um, weathered over the years, gone through life, been in, you know, like I said, it's an imperfect condition. It's not... Some, um, you know, it was a, a very simple plaque when, when created, and yet it still survives. And what it has to say is actually meaningful for today's topic. What you're doing in a given day is a part of your life journey. Yes, you can be conscious about what you would like to fit into that day. But there are going to be times, even years of your life, where something never manages to quite get fit in. Or maybe you're not ready for what that project is asking of you. And the question is, for those projects that are meant to continue, in some way, is can you find a sense of peace with knowing that the project, if it's meant to be, will have its time? I have done a tremendous amount of writing, some of it public, most of it not. And I've thought about what to do with some of my private writings, there is such a large amount of material. And, and um, some of it goes quite deep. Um, others, you know, it's just reflections a lot of times just on nature, what my experiences are. Um, and it doesn't cover everything in my life by a long shot. But this is meaningful that I have been writing on a daily basis. So that, to me, is meaningful. Never underestimate any writing that you do. In fact, as I was surfacing this plaque, um, nearby in another box was actually a, one of my journals. Um, I think this one was maybe from late high school or, or high school into possibly into college. There's a couple of them. I didn't always journal um, faithfully for years, certainly not, um, but but that happened to show up, and I'm grateful to have it. A lot of my writing has been lost um, through mysterious moves, things I tried to hold on to from when I was young, um, story ideas, things I wrote in high school. I know that may not seem important, things one writes in high school, but they were meaningful to me, these things. And um, they simply disappeared. And in another case, on a move, a number of boxes disappeared. Um, and one of those boxes included um, some of my writing and other things, and many of my books. Um, but um, in any case, things, whatever's with you on your journey, I could have a whole talk on the baggage that we carry with us. But I don't dishonor the memories of those things that, that really captured our hearts. Um, thankfully, I had placed um, the, the most meaningful of these writings somewhere else. I had, I had them um, in some other form. So 
at least the 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 one that it contained my creative ideas, poetry that I'd written when I was young, things like that. Um, as to high school writings, I mean those are all gone. Um, even the speech I gave at graduation, all gone. Um, but um, they were all in a box that just disappeared mysteriously. Maybe it'll show up someday. Um, it was at my parents' house, and it just through you know they eventually moved, and uh, it just disappeared. So, not everything that we create, even those things that are meaningful to us, are going to stay with us. Some projects will shift over time. So many times I have thought, had I written a book, for example, at a certain year, or multiple books at a certain time in my life, it would not have been what I really wanted to write. And that's why whenever I would attempt to start a book, it just didn't flow. You know, I put together research. I have a project um, on um, visionary women throughout time. And um, the the notes on that are helpful, and I've given presentations on that, and I have a website um, on Mother Shipton, and I developed a lot of that material. But it never made its way into book form. And the interesting thing about that is I'm actually quite at peace with with that. And I can't say with certainty if it ever will. It may. It may or not. Because I also see the value of putting information out online. So for me, it seems the medium changed. This radio show I never would have expected even though there were hints, kind of fun little winks from my childhood that I would enjoy doing this, it is not something I ever would have expected. And I never expected it to go so long or to change in the way it did. Um, I have said many times that I have chosen um, in recent years, partly because of my life and how it's structured now, um, and the time that it took for me to prepare for guests when I used to bring on guests. Yes, it's just an honest, spontaneous exploration now, and I've brought on many, many guests in the past. And um, as I've said, um, the biggest challenge with bringing on guests, especially when they, you know, they have a new book. I mean, you want to you want to help them and help them to present their material in a positive light. But that, you know, that doesn't always facilitate. You can have a good discussion, but you're not, it, it really isn't very polite when someone has a new book and they come on your show to debate them, for example, and say, you know, this, this, this doesn't really resonate with me. What about this? What about this? And yet that is actually the kind of discussion that I may have thought. But it wasn't most shows. Um, just aren't able to do that. And I'm not saying every show, I've said this multiple times, I always have to put in this caveat, not every show where I had a guest was like this. But it got to be um, not formulaic. These shows could go rather deep, and they did have some honest talk, I mean, without a doubt. But there were questions on a number of them that I always wanted to ask, and and I couldn't because it just... Um, you know, it wasn't the kind of show that it was. Um, and so now, even though I will tell you, just having spontaneous reflections, even doing that, you're not always going to go as deeply as you would like. Um, we always approach authenticity um, as best we can. And um, whenever you're speaking in a public setting, um, it's it's a process as to what you can bring to the table. But I do my best to be as authentic as I can, even if there are things that, um, you know, I would like to cover more deeply, more expansively perhaps. 
More authentically, yes. So I decided this would be the topic of the show, and it's come up for me, especially since I'm um, going to be speaking publicly again in person, and that's drawing sooner, and it's been some time. That was interrupted, really, by... Um, So many things in life, both the COVID era and other things. But really, I had planned to um, speak publicly in early 2020, and that didn't happen because it seems like we, so many of us have, have interrupted years. It feels like the last four years have gone by so fast, and maybe in some ways they seem like forever, both. That's possible, as paradoxical as that may seem. So stepping into that forum now and add in a greater way, really um, the not the most um, visible I've been, I would say, publicly. I I keep saying, oh, well, this is the, the most visible, but it isn't because when I used to write on the Oprah forum and a lot of my posts um, or several of my posts ended up on the homepage um, because um, they were talking about topics that people were engaged with, um, that was very visible. And um, also, you know, at other times on radio, um, not, not this show, but on a national show where I had a presence as a as a a regular um, that originated out of Portland and talks I gave on site, like at UFO festivals and things like that, that were in in person and on the radio. And um, that really asked a lot of me and was very visible. But this is another step in my life. And so I'm now reflecting on all these projects and how I can bring more research, more writing on some very important topics to light. And at least one of these topics is rather new because I hadn't really thought to write as much about uh, my experiences with AI before. Um, Not years ago. I mean, I, I thought, you know, at some point I might write something, and I have written in my private writings about my time um, in computer science, um, at school, at graduate school, exploring different things. But AI has become a much more important topic, and I have something really um, powerful to say about it and how it relates to our understanding of consciousness, what intelligence actually is, and how intuition, which is available to conscious beings like Um, human beings, Um, you know, there have been so many stories. I always put this caveat to where um, some artificial being becomes conscious, truly conscious, and then they're able to access spirituality genuinely. That's up to the omnipresent divine as to what is a soul, how does a soul come into being, how can a soul be embodied this body I'm in is just a shell as well, um, a computer, um, you know, could be considered a different kind of shell. So if that ever happened, that would be very dramatic, yes. But I'm not talking about that kind of AI speculation. It's the kind where we misconstrue what intelligence actually is and where um, truth is not necessarily valued. Um, And so whatever is created is some kind of um, um, aberration, truthfully, because it's not not designed to bring forth truth, actual truth, not somebody's agenda, but actual truth. And um, it... it, um, you know, has very imperfect ways of accessing or even analyzing truth. You know, we could spend years, and honest historians have, on um, determining what actually happened in history in different eras. 
And having those discussions is important. It is not just a matter of retrieving something. You have to do a real analysis and find the evidence for what you are talking about. And how we reflect upon history can change, especially if we're coming from a higher consciousness perspective, and especially if we are not materialistic fundamentalists, which are those who absolutely refuse to even consider that there is a spiritual reality, um, that they consider that a myth and not worth exploring, even if there is evidence of spirituality and they will always nowadays take the out if they were to see such evidence that oh we must be in some kind of simulation or a computer game of a material civilization why spirituality is so threatening and frightening to people that they can't even consider it as a possibility is very sad and it has limited us as a species, and that is part of what I'm called to be talking about. And in the past, when I used to talk at these UFO events and on radio, and I've certainly addressed it on this show, um, I would talk about how we are contemplating the nature of extraterrestrial life, that it is very important to get our definition straight as to what is truly advanced. What is advancement? We, so often, in our species, because of materialistic fundamentalism, define that in a material way, when actually many of us would contend, and there is actually evidence around this as to why it would help with our survival as well and our the way that we behave on the planet, um, is spiritual development not only will lead to greater capabilities that are totally impossible um, in the material realm, but will lead to a balance with your planet and with one another. Um, It's so important, and yet um, we either have been dominated by fear, which is not um, spiritually oriented, or by um, strict materialism, which is a form of fundamentalism, um, rigid and unwavering and uninterested in actual exploration of truth and reality. That's what it means um, to be a materialistic fundamentalist, is, is to not even entertain the possibilities that, and by being that way, we are so, so hindering our development and have for many, many years. Fear has hindered our development as a species. Um, I know this show is going to go into overtime because I'm nearing the end of the live show. And so I'm just going to take a moment while the listeners are live to say, um, Oh, and thank you to Blog Talk Radio for having this show featured. Number one under live and upcoming shows. I always appreciate that while it's live. And if this is the first time you've come here, welcome. Um, FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website. I will be speaking at the New Living Expo in the San Francisco area in April. You'll find information about that at FrontierBeyondFear.com. Also, I invite you to support the inspirational outreach of this show by exploring an opportunity that I have on the show page, um, and you can also find it on the website, um, with um, Gaia TV, um, just um, to explore their their videos. There's a, there's a free trial offer if you click on it, and um, it helps um, this show um, this show is not on Gaia. Um, well, who knows what the future may hold with anything, but um, just it is a um, partnership situation where um, it would it certainly does help the costs of this show if you are interested in one of those opportunities. So thank you, live audience. I appreciate 
you being here today. I will continue into the recorded podcast now for a little while. So, yes, I was watching La La Land. And um, what's so interesting about the La La Land story that I cannot help but reflect upon is how I feel for them in the sense that as if um, synchronistically related to part of the story, and I actually didn't have the opportunity to watch every bit of the end, and I don't want to give it away, um, and so I won't um, give a spoiler here for those of you who haven't seen it, but there was something um, really um, synchronistic when at the Academy Awards, which I will always call it that even though it's called the Oscars, um, but for me growing up with it, it was called the Academy Awards. So, okay, it's called the Oscars now, but um, in my head I always call it the other. Um, they were um, awarded Best Picture just to have it taken away on the spot that they all, you know, their dream came true. All the producer, everybody ran up to the stage, and there was just an unprecedented, tragic mistake, and and it turned out they didn't win. And, um, and so I always feel for them, and I often wonder, and I haven't looked into this, um, for in terms of those who were writing and producing, how did that affect them in the future? to have what seemed to be right there living their dream coming true of winning the Oscar for Best Picture and and actually living it, and then it's just canceled out just like that. Oh, no, it didn't really happen. The story itself has a lot to do with a dream and a project and multiple projects. And, and how you work with your dreams. And that something may not come to be right away. But that doesn't mean it never will come to be. Some things will not. And you need to be at peace with that. Other things, there is a spark. And you can feel it. And you need to trust it. So many creative people in their lifetimes have not seen the success in their lives that after their lives, their work attracted. I think about this with um, some of my private writing, for example, um, that maybe, you know, some of it will get out. Some of it, well, there's a lot of it. <laughs> there's a lot of it. Um, and, you know, after my life, or I, of course, I think, well, I could put some of it out um, before that time, yes, and, and um, you know, that would be a pretty big undertaking in itself, just to find the pieces that I would want to put out. But um, you've got to trust in anything creative that you put into the world, is what I'm saying, even those things that don't see the light of day. You have to trust in the projects that have your energy. You have to trust in life itself. There will be things. Life itself is not a distraction. Life itself calls you to be present in different ways. That could be in a family setting. That could be in a work setting. Now, that doesn't mean in a work setting you have to necessarily compromise. La La Land has a bit of that in the story. Although I think we'll find even when we think we're not compromising, we are to a degree. But there are certain things that um, it's okay to say I am not going to put myself in this or that situation um, because when you totally sacrifice your life to a situation that um, just isn't isn't your path and is going to cause continual stress, um, that can lead to all kinds of problems, health issues and everything. And I'm not talking, I'm saying like, like um, you know, so many times we sacrifice our entire life to 
a career, and in fact, this just came up um, in a conversation I had yesterday, but it's it's um, it's been something I've been aware of in my own life for a long time, and I think it's sad so often we're taught that, oh, you need to live your life in this way and just basically hand over all your time and then eventually, when you're a certain age, well, then you can enjoy your life and retire. And if people, life doesn't always work that way anyway. You could be called, in my case, sure, I could have been um, in, a, in a traditional corporate job, a certain path for a long time, but life called me home. I needed to be home with my child. And though I did keep that going to a degree, um, I had to walk away from much of it. And even when I came back into it, and there were many dreams fulfilled in that time as to what I I might have, even beyond what I ever thought I would accomplish in the corporate setting, um, it went higher than that, it had a certain time span for me. And even when I might have attempted at times to go back to that, um, thinking it had to be out of necessity, I could never get back in to that energy. And that was after my spiritual work unfolded and I was a changed person. And then there can be things that just may not seem logical from a career sense, although in some ways they can be. Um, I did a lot of volunteer work and had leadership roles of significance in the community. And I knew consciously that that could also lead to actual work, paying work. It may still, and in many ways it has, in, in some ways, in smaller ways. But, you know, I would occasionally in those later years of that, I applied for some jobs that were similar, um, and they never were meant to be. They weren't meant to be. But I value um, everything that came through those volunteer endeavors in the community, and how it felt, and how fulfilling it was, and how wonderful it is. It's a it gives back to you as you give of yourself to your community. Um, it's an amazing thing that you'll feel when you make people happy. And there can be some real sacrifices involved in that as well when you're committed to a larger task as I was in that time. My life has unfolded to date in the way that it needed to, when I needed to be here for family in multiple ways as a caretaker. It, I was here. So trust in the path of your life and trust how that relates to your unfinished projects. Have you changed, and I'm sure that you have, since you first came up with an idea? Is it still a passion, even just a spark? How might it shift? Were you thinking that you might write, for example, in one setting, and maybe you're called to write online? Maybe you're called to podcasting. Maybe you're called to spontaneous sharing like I'm doing. Maybe you're called to interviewing people in whatever way feels comfortable for you. Maybe you're called to making videos. Maybe you're called to putting your art out. I love to um, create um, photography that are so spontaneous as I'm out in nature. I share those pictures, some of them, with this show. And there are many I have not shared. 
Maybe I'll be called to share those in another way, in a greater way. Maybe there will be um, some business aspect to it. Right now, there is not. It's just a, a the work of the heart. It's okay to be where you are. And when it's time, yes, of course, you can consciously put time into a project that is truly calling you. If you're distracted from it, if something in life is keeping you from it, there's a reason. But when there is time, you will find it. You'll know what feeds your soul, what's a gift of your heart. Why do I come here every Saturday and do this show? Why? Because it's an expression of my heart. Because it's meaningful to me. It's what I'm called to do. Whatever I'm called to write. You know, I keep saying, oh, I'm going to blog again soon. Oh, I'm going to write this blog. The other day I said, oh, I'm going to write this blog post. I didn't. Well, that can become a discipline. I've done that at times in the past where I've written every day, things like that. And, you know, there are certain ways that you can discipline yourself as a writer or an artist or whatever that discipline is. But, you know, although I know that I will blog at some point soon, hopefully this week, I find that a regimen doesn't work for me. It then makes it artificial, um, and that's not what I seek. And yet I have no problem at all with the regimen of this show every week. It doesn't feel like a chore. I stopped the end of La La Land. Well, I'll be able to get back to it to do the show today because it was time. Be at peace with where you are. But also reflect on what it is you're called to do. And when the time is right, you will know. If it's something you need to let go, you will know. You'll feel it. The spark won't be there. Trust. In fact, I need to add that tag to this show. I, it'll be on it later. Trust. It's about trust. So I think I'll draw this to a close now. Thank you for being here today whenever you are listening across time. I hope those of you who are in the San Francisco area or are traveling to see the New Living Expo, um, come to see me. Um, if you're listening to this, given it's the podcast before um, that time, I will be there April 19th through 21st. Um, I'm giving a free lecture Friday night, April 19th at 7 p.m on Our Leap Beyond AI, Spiritual Breakthroughs. And I'll talk about the nature of creativity and actual intuitive expression and research and how that contrasts with um, brute force um, computation, even simulated creativity and how we must not turn our backs on our own creative initiative. Then on Saturday at 5 p.m. at the New Living Expo, I'll be teaching with my friend Jean Manning, and we are doing a talk. She is a researcher into various um, uh, more advanced ways of generating energy, power, clean energy. And we're going to be talking about Nikola Tesla and his intuition 
and his research and about that topic in general and also relating it in the paid event to some of the topics that I'm previewing in my free event once again, how intuitive research, our intuitive leaps as human beings, how important it is not to surrender that to an inferior type of discovery, which AI currently represents. We must not undermine what we are capable of as conscious human beings. I will also talk about, both on Friday night and on Saturday, how materialistically misconstruing what consciousness actually is and not including spirituality in the equation makes it impossible to simulate it or to replace it for that matter. On Sunday night at the New Living Expo, which is in San Rafael, once again, the information, well, you find the information at newlivingexpo.com or you can get there from my website, frontierbeyondfear.com, where I show some information on these events. But I'm going to add even a little bit more soon. Um, it's also on my Facebook page now. I created Facebook events from the Frontier Beyond Fear doc, um, just the Frontier Beyond Fear Facebook page, which you can find from Frontier Beyond beyondfear.com. It also links to this show page. If you're listening to this show on one of the podcast directories, let's not forget about those. I appreciate all of those, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which soon will be transcripting this show so you could be reading this instead of listening. Sunday night at the New Living Expo, April 21st at 5 p.m., I am moderating a panel called Breakthrough Science, Freeing the Truth to Save the Earth, which is a rather bold topic, but it's about being honest about the nature of reality and actually exploring evidence of the nature of reality, which is not restricted by the perceptions of materialistic fundamentalists who refuse to study evidence of anything beyond their materialistic, mechanistic paradigm. And we'll have multiple experts talking about that. I will also be at booth number 25 throughout the weekend, Friday, April 19th through um Sunday, April 21st. So you will find me there at times and we can chat. If you are from the media, I am happy to talk with you. Um, in fact, if you want to contact me before the expo, write to me at info at frontierbeyondfear.com. In fact, anyone who would like to write to the show, if you have any questions about the expo or the show or any of my work, you can write to info at frontierbeyondfear.com. And my other site, I have multiple sites actually, but lightedbridge.com is another one, and I have a way you can reach me there as well. So thank you for being here once again. I hope to meet some of you soon and to see you, and I hope that you can come to one of the talks that I'll be giving, and I hope there will be more in the future, as I used to do these, um, and I'm looking at doing it again in some other contact uh, contexts as well. Of course, now I can't speak. <laughs> so, take care, everyone, and I hope that this week you do reflect on your unfinished projects in a mindful space of peace. And really consider that your life has unfolded the way that it's needed to. And look for that spark. Look for the ones that you never expected. Where are you putting your time creatively? That can really tell you something important. 
It doesn't have to be something that um, you think you're creating for some greater purpose. When I go out and take pictures of nature, which I've been doing since I was a child, it's just something I love to do. Where it will lead, if it leads somewhere else, and it may, then it will lead there. So, take care, everyone. I will see you next time.